Hello, hello, hello. My name is Mike Moore, and welcome to the No Signal Podcast. This podcast is something I've been wanting to do for the longest, I say for the past maybe three to four years. I've been telling myself, Mike, get this off the ground, get this off the ground, get this off the ground. And just something sparked in me telling me, dude, finally get off your ass and get this shit going. Because I got too many people coming up to me asking me, when are you going to start it? When are you going to start it? When are you going to start it? You have a good radio voice. You sound dope, man. I think you have a good podcast and all that. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me get, let me push. Let me push the things to the metal. Push the things to the metal. <laughs> let me do pedal to the metal when it comes to this. And finally get this going. So whoever's listening, maybe might be one, two, three, four, five people in general. Or it could be only, be only one person. I appreciate you listening to this will be episode zero of the No Signal Podcast, the test run. So welcome. Today's topics most likely will be since today is 224, the remembrance of Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Recap of the Lakers versus Celtics. Uh, a few relationship tidbits. Pretty much introducing myself to my audience. My music tastes, favorite movies, favorite TV shows, life in general, and whatever happens on Twitter. So first topic would be me introducing myself. My name is Mike Moore. I'm 25, residing here in Chicago on the west side, and I've been here my whole entire life, actually. Never moved around. I haven't been state to state. I mean, the only state I've really been to outside of Chicago is what? Missouri and what states? Missouri and Arkansas. That's it. And I have family in both of those states. So that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, favorite food is pizza. Everybody who knows me knows that I am a professional pizza connoisseur. I'm a professional pizzaologist to the point where I know the ins and outs of a pizza slice. So it doesn't matter to me when it comes to pizza. Well, it does matter because, you know, when it comes to pizza, you have to have the right quality. I feel like the crust is one of the most important parts of the pizza next to the sauce, the next to the cheese, and next to the topping. That is the the crust is the most important because that's the af that's like the the little delicacy at the end of the pizza that you eat. Then the sauce. The sauce brings it all together. I mean, the cheese can be good. I mean, the toppings can be all right. But as long as you have a nice, rich, hearty sauce, it don't have to be it don't have to be sweet, but it has like the nice little hint of just sweetness. And it brings the pizza all together. So, yeah, when it comes to me, I can eat pizza every day, nonstop, 24-7. It's just it's the greatest food ever made. On God's green earth, God green earth is the greatest creation ever, and I can eat it twenty four seven. Doesn't matter to me what time of day. If I see pizza, I'm gonna have to eat it because it's just that amazing. Um, something else about me: I love movies. I love watching them. I love talking about them. I love breaking them down. If it's a good movie, I'll sit and watch. I watch it all the way through, then write whatever tidbits about the movie that I liked and what I disliked. Normally, when I'm at work, I always talk to two guys, uh, and we always talk about movies or TV shows, comic books, and anything of that nature. And I just love breaking down movies and seeing other people's enthusiasm when it comes to a particular movie that I'm talking about or I've seen before. It feels good to see that. So, my love... Just love movies. Um, favorite type of movies are 
sci-fi, drama, thrillers, um, comic book movies, of course, uh, dramas, dark comedies. I love dark comedies, like where Old Brother Where Out Thou, Fargo, things like that, comedies in general. I like slapstick comedies like Waterboy, Big Daddy, uh, things like that. Um, I do not like scary movies. I don't like horror. I don't like horror. I'm going to tell you guys this now. Do not ask me to review any scary movies. Don't ask me to review any horror movies. I will not because I had a traumatic experience when it comes to those movies when I was little. My older cousins thought it was a funny idea to have me sit and watch Tales of the Hood with them and Nightmare on Elm Street when I was about four or five, all the way through from front to back. So ever since then, I told myself I would never watch another scary movie and I'm decent on them. So do not ask. Do not. Hit me up saying, Mike, you should do this and do that. When it comes to scary movie, I am decent. So that's it. I'm not doing no horror movie. So that's a that's a wrap. That's dead. Um, let me see what else. What else is on the agenda? Fairy TV shows, um, Sopranos, The Wire, Kirby Enthusiasm. Uh, I like that new one. It's, it's, uh, I think it's Avenue Five or Eight. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm messing up the TV show name, but um. But yeah, um, it's most majority of my favorite shows are HBO shows. That's how I watch my watch more HBO now, and those are some well directed and well scripted shows. They're just like just perfect, just perfect when it comes to them being on TV, especially The Wire. I, I tell when people ask me what TV show should I watch, I tell them I say if you got HBO, HBO now, just in general, just watch The Wire all the way through just watch it because it is one of the best TV shows has ever been on TV. Like damn near from season one to all the way to the end. My favorite season of the wire is season two. I don't, I don't understand the the hate that season two of the wire gets from uh, the, I mean, it's, it's really, it's a different aspect. I think I feel like I connect with it a little bit more because I've worked, I work at a warehouse and I know the similar characteristics of those workers that's on the dock is a resemblance of people that I work with in the warehouse. So I feel like there's a connection to a real life aspect of me when it comes to that season. So maybe that's the reason why I like season two of The Wire so much. But it's compelling when it comes to the Sabakas and dealing with the Greeks and just the whole aspect of it, of just seeing it in a different view from uh, the 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 season ones and, and the seasons after season two. It's just an interesting and different aspect of that particular season. Like it's just it that season is damn near like a curveball when it comes to any of the wire seasons. I mean, it's very interesting and I I love it. That's one of my favorite seasons. Um Love the Sopranos. Sopranos is one is in my top five of favorite, if not greatest, TV shows ever ever scripted. From Frank, Big Buzzy. Uh, Chrissy, Pauly, all of those guys, all of those well-scripted characters, it's, they just all mesh together just perfectly to, to entail to, um, to see the um, Italian lifestyle when it comes to being a uh, mafioso. It's, inter- it's interesting. It's compelling at that because it's like each episode, you learn something new about Tony and seeing how he reacts to certain stuff and just seeing his way of life and just seeing his thoughts on particular 
subjects and situations. It's uh it's pretty interesting. Um, I love Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. It's it's a lot for most people to sit down and watch, but if you when you get in the groove through it, I mean, we get into the groove and watch it from uh, season one to if you get through season one, you should be decent because after that, season two to the end is a pretty smooth ride. It's just a lot more going on after season one, and I love I love the movie. I love the extension with uh, Jesse uh, El Camino. I think it was a it was a beautiful shot movie. I love the cinematography in that movie and the, the wide screen shots. It's just the, and the different color palettes that was in that movie when it comes to Jesse uh, having flashbacks and seeing the other locations that he visits visits um, throughout the movie. Uh, I think it was beautifully beautifully shown. Um, let me see. Uh, I love Kirby Enthusiasm. I feel like Kirby Enthusiasm is the best show on TV right now. It is one of the most funniest shit I have ever watched. Larry David gets himself in so many crazy-ass situations. It is ridiculous to the point that it all comes together either by the middle of the episode or by the end of the episode. Whatever shit that Larry got himself into in the beginning of the episode comes back to bite him towards the end or in the following episode or towards the end of the season. It is an amazing show to the point where it's just like I can just watch season one to the newest season just for a whole week straight and not get tired of it. And that's what I'm currently doing right now. I'm trying to catch up and get to the newest season because I see so many people talking about how this new season is phenomenal. So I, I think I left off at the at towards the tail end of season seven. Right now I'm on, I think, season uh, eight, to- eight, almost on season eight, episode six or seven is one or two. But um, but yeah. I feel like I'm gonna catch up pretty soon, probably by the end of today, honestly. But Kirby Enthusiasm is a great, great TV show. Um, I love Stranger Things. I love the uh, the '80s aspect, the '80s feel of that TV show. When it comes to the when it comes to the movies, and when it comes to the the movie references and TV show references, and just the the music, the dress, I mean, the, the way that they dress, the trucker hats, the food. It's just the little tidbits of the '80s and the music. Don't give me, don't give me started on the music. The music, I love it so much. So it's Stranger Things. It's on my list of favorite TV shows. But um, yeah, that's that's it for my favorite TV shows for right now. Um, another thing about me, I love sports. I love talking sports. I love playing sports. Um, people who know me, uh. I went to Roberto Clemente Community Academy. It's my sophomore year, all the way to my senior year of high school. Finished and graduated. And during my time there, I played JV baseball for him and was promoted with four other guys to the varsity squad. And ever since then, I stayed on the varsity squad. That was an amazing experience when it comes to playing baseball because I met a a solid group of guys from my sophomore year to the my end of my high school year. I loved it. I love being a part of it. I still talk to a lot of them to this day. We still keep in contact. I still hang with a, a decent portion of them. Even though I feel like over the years that we all scattered and gone our separate ways when it comes to our life choices or just, you know, just in general. But it's I still feel like we still have a solid connection due to us all playing together for those maybe one, two or three years together. So 
So yeah, I love sports. Baseball is my number one sport. I hold it dearly to my heart. It is one of the most fascinating games you can sit and one of the most fascinating sports you can sit down and watch because you don't know. It's a game of the unknown where it's just like any little thing, a pass, ground ball, a nice, perfectly placed bunt, a field shift, perfect pitch, perfect hit, anything. Little things like that can can can, can change the aspect of a game. And it's just beautiful to watch when everything comes together mechanically on the field, in the batter's box, on the pitcher's mound, and outfield, whatever. It's just the mind games that goes on to the onto the baseball diamond. It's just beautiful to watch, and I love it. Favorite team is the Chicago Cubs. I feel like the Cubs is one of the best baseball teams in the league, but I just hate how they operate right now because the motherfuckers are operating like they are the goddamn Tampa Bay Rays, even though the Rays are on the up and coming when it comes to their farm system and the play and the players that they have constructed on their team. But the Cubs are operating like they had no fucking money, but yet they starting the marquee network. And we already know it. Once a team starts their own network in general, they have boatloads of money coming in. Case of point, when it comes to the Yankees and the Mets and the Yes Network, which raking in mucho big money. For those two teams, so I don't understand how the Cubs can say they don't have no money and they want to be under luxury tax, and yet you start your own network and you're struggling to find a platform for the network. I know they're saying that uh, Hulu, people who have Hulu, is going to be uh, able to watch the network, but yet you haven't come to terms to with Comcast to so the network can be available um, wide in Chicago, Illinois, in general. So I don't get it. They're operating like they're a fucking double a or triple a team when it comes to their spinning so uh it the cubs are a very frustrating tip point because they don't want to spend money they don't want to bring in people they want to trade chris bryan they're struggling to trade chris bryan because right now one minute they can say they want to trade him and the next minute they're saying this fucking dude's gonna be their leadoff hitter so it's like they are topsy-turvy when it comes to what the hell this team want to do and it's frustrating to see because this team has pieces this team has quality pieces to make a run and yet they're operating like they have no fucking money and it's goddamn crazy to be honest with you but that's enough about the cubs because i feel like if i talk about the cubs i'm gonna have a fucking heart attack my other favorite team the chicago bulls do not get me started on the bulls the chicago bulls out of all the sports teams in chicago the chicago bulls are the team that I hold most dearly to my heart because I am named after the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. My middle names, I have two middle names. It's Romello Jordan. So when I'm in trouble or my mom needs to get my attention in a crowded room or in a hallway or just in anywhere in general, she say, Michael Jordan. So, but yeah, Chicago Bulls is one of my favorite teams in general of all sports. And I'm just tired. I think the, I only watched one Bulls game, and that was the game that I went to. That was against the Houston Rockets. I think James Harden dropped about 40 on us. Westbrook dropped about at least 27, 28. And I, I was just so frustrated to see terrible Bulls basketball where Levine couldn't get his shot. Mark and it looked like fucking trash. Kobe White taking 18, 19, 20 shots, only making about four of them out of, that, out of his attempts. Terrible Bulls basketball. And I hate it. The Bulls been mediocre for the longest. Bulls been mediocre since we traded Jimmy Butler. 
I'll be honest with you. When we made that trade, I was like, damn, finally got Jimmy Butler ass up out of Chicago. Because I was a Jimmy Butler. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was a Jimmy Butler. Hey. I didn't like Jimmy Butler. I didn't, and I was on the side of Rose and Noah and them. And I didn't like how Jimmy came out in that season when he's saying that he can play point guard. And you got Derrick Rose on your team. And he's a starting point guard. So shiesty shit like that rubbed me the wrong way when it comes to Jimmy. But the team hasn't been the same since they traded traded them to Minnesota to get the pieces that we have now with Levine and that seven pick that I was marketing and Chris Dunn. This um this team is just ran terribly. You have a fucking goofball ass coach Jim Boylan who who who's running this team like a high school team, a bad high school team in general. I'm not going to shit on high school coaches because there's a lot of great high school coaches in Chicago. This guy is running this team like a, a low rent high school team. This dude don't know what the hell he's doing. This dude, they could be down by 20, 25, 30 points, and yet this motherfucker is calling a goddamn timeout with 45 seconds left in the game to run a play for a young for a young player so he can know about the situation. You don't want him to know about a situation where the team is down 20, 25 damn points. What play that you're writing on that fucking little eraser board, eraser board, that you're writing is so damn important for that one player to know about this particular situation that you're having. I mean, that the Bulls are in. The Bulls should be on the other end blowing motherfuckers out. Then, then, that'd be decent. But other than that, Jim Boyle needs to fucking go. I've been calling from Gar Foreman's head for the longest. His, it, Gar Foreman is it's to the point, I haven't seen Gar Foreman in the public eye in years. I think they put his ass in an in office with a window Told him you can't walk nowhere near the. You can only only two places you can walk is the bathroom into the vending machine. That's all you're doing. You playing your phone. He probably be in that damn office with one window playing Candy Crush all day, not doing nothing for the Bulls. They got his ass on the other side of the damn stadium somewhere. And you don't get me started on Jim complacent ass Paxson. This dude been talking. He's been preaching the same damn shit for the past ten plus years when it comes to this Bulls team. I'm so tired of hearing this man say I want to see young players develop. I want to see us, our young guys come together. When we're finally healthy, I believe that we're going to be a good team. While all these guys come off injury, I think we have something that's going to grow together. I'm so tired of this motherfucker saying that goddamn shit. It's just tiring to hear these three mediocre pieces of shit continue to talk about the Chicago Bulls and not doing anything to help this team. They're not doing anything to push us forward. What they continue to do is pushing us back. The Chicago Bulls are in basketball hell, literally in basketball hell. They're not going up. They're not going down. They, like, uh, they're complacent. They're in the middle. They're in the middle. Like a long, straight fucking line is going, is going straight, 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 not going anywhere else. The team is so, it's, it's, it's so crazy. The team is bad enough to be a top five pick, and yet they're a few games out of the eighth seed in the East. And I should tell you what, how the Eastern Conference look, look like shit. If the Chicago Bulls can be a few games out of the eighth, out of the eighth seed, so that should tell you what you need to know right there. But it comes, but this team is just something has to give, something has to change when it comes to this franchise because this franchise is damn near and earning wise a top four franchise of making money, especially is worth. This team won six NBA championships in the nineties. Damn near ran the nineties. Had the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan, leading the forefront for this team, doing everything he can do in his power to make sure he's bringing championships to Chicago six times with him and Scotty. 
and yet. And, and the crazy thing about it, the damn president, John Paxson, was on those teams. He was, on, he was winning championships with the Bulls. He's seen what a championship team looks like. And this motherfucker don't get it. This motherfucker can't construct a quality team for us to win and even sniff an NBA Finals appearance. It's been on 20-plus years since Chicago Bulls have made a Finals appearance. The NBA Finals appearance has been 20-plus years. And it's tiring. I'm tired. I told myself I'm not watching no more games for the Bulls. I'm not going to any more games until I see some change. I'm not giving this team. Why the fuck I look like I'm giving this team money? Why would I want to get out of my warm house, free food I have in my house, get in the car, go up into the United Center and watch mediocre basketball if I can be at home watching that shit for free? I don't even want to watch the shit on, on my damn TV, so why would I want to watch it in person? Why, would I wanna, why do I want to waste my time? Even though it's the cheapest ticket in the city, I'm decent. When it comes to that. So I just really hope that the Bulls get their shit together. Supposedly that they're looking at the Indiana, Indiana Pacers GM. They're saying that they're interested in bringing them in. I just hope if they bring somebody like that in or somebody or um, or the GM for the uh, OKC Thunder, Sam Presti, if they bring him in and they give him the reins, I'll be happy. Then I know that they're, step, they're taking the the right step into they taking the step in the right direction for them to win. And whoever they bring in like that, let them control the reins. Don't we have them report to no fucking John Paxson because reporting to John Paxson does you no good at all, as we can case and see in what, what this team looks like now under his leadership. So if you bring in another guy in, let him run the show. Let him report to the owner. Let him report to the Ryan, Michael and Jay Ryansdorf. Let him report to them. Don't report to no goddamn John Paxson because Paxson doesn't know how to con- construct the team. He doesn't. He doesn't have to know all. Give him a consultant, a cushy consultant role where he has little to no say to what the hell going on with the with the franchise because he's done with. Stick a fork in him. That motherfucker's done. Get his ass up out of here. Get Gar Foreman out of here. And especially get Jim Boylan ass up out of here. The three fucking Stooges of Chicago. That's what they are. The three damn Stooges. Um, <laughs> that was my little Chicago Bulls rant. I, I just. When it comes to the Bulls, I get a, a, I get so passionate because I love this team so much, and yet they continue to look like shit, and that brings the, the bad side of me when it comes to talking sports. But uh, I love the, I love the Chicago Bears. I hope they get their shit together. I've said it before, and I say it again: get your biscuit ass up out of here. I give him, a, I buy him a one-way ticket out of Chicago if it's on bus, train, or airplane. I don't care. Get his ass up out of Chicago because what I saw this past, this past season, he ain't the he ain't the he is not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. As long as he's the quarterback for us, we are not going anywhere, and it's going to be a damn shame because we have some solid ass pieces on the defensive end and the offensive end that can lead us to a championship, and yet we're getting held back by a mediocre. Nah, I ain't can't even say he mediocre by a terrible quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. To this day, I want to know what in the hell did Ryan Peace see on tape to think that I need to take um, Trubisky over Watson. Now, I can understand Mahomes. I can definitely understand Mahomes because, shit, I didn't think Mahomes was going to take off the way he did. I thought, like they said, he was turnover prone in Texas Tech. So I was like, okay, he's going to be a solid dude, but he might be turnover happy where he's averaging about maybe 15, 20 innos a season. So I'm thinking, like, okay, he – I can understand that, but 
you picking Trubisky over Watson is one of the most mind-boggling shit that Pace can ever done outside of drafting fucking Adam Shaheen over Kittle, Juju Smith-Schuster, Juno Smith, and all the other solid young guys that's in, that's coming up in the league today. So outside of that, yeah, Bears need another quarterback. Don't know who that might be. I, my hunch is maybe it might be Andy Dalton. They might trade for Andy Dalton. If not, if he's released, sign Andy Dalton for him to compete against Trubisky, and I think he'll actually win the quarterback battle. I'm just saying Dalton due to them bringing in Bill Lazor, who's the offense coordinator for Cincinnati, when Dalton was starting. So I'm, that's what I'm guessing, maybe Andy Dalton. Uh, I don't know if I want to see Mariota in Chicago because I think he's mediocre as well. I don't know, maybe a change of scenery. Maybe he can be the Tannehill to uh, to this franchise. Just that one last chance and him being in a better offensive system catered to his needs, and he might be able, he might take off. He might actually bloom into the quarterback that we thought he was going to be coming out of Oregon. A Heisman winner who was taken in the top two picks. He was second overall pick uh, right after James Winston. So we shall see. Maybe Mariota or maybe Phillip Rivers. I do not believe Tom Brady will step one foot in Chicago and be a Chicago Bear. If it happens, great. But I'm being realistic when it comes to that. He's not coming to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. So you need to get that fucking thought or notion out your damn head right now. Um, But, but yeah, man. I really want the Bears to draft a quarterback. I want three quarterbacks on this roster. I want bringing in a, a veteran such as Dalton. <sighs> Of course, you got to keep Trubisky in. I, I'll draft a quarterback in this year's draft. I want at least a young guy who I can give a shot to. I know there was reports last season that uh, Nagy wanted to take Gardner Minshew, but he was shot down when it comes to that. So that should tell you what you need to know about Pace right there, too. So um, I like the Blackhawks. I don't watch hockey that much. Whenever I do, it is the Blackhawks. It's an, it's an interesting game. I told myself that I want to start watching hockey more and get and start getting used to watching it because – even though the Blackhawks are already doing good, hockey is an interesting sport in, in itself. And it's as exciting as hell when it comes to the playoffs, too. So, I'm, so yeah, I'm a unofficial, official Chicago Blackhawks fan. Um, My music taste. My music taste spans from R&B, hip-hop, rock, punk, some screamo, techno, 80s music, 90s music, soul, just anything particular. I I always tell people, I say, if it sounds good, it's going on my phone. If I like the beat, if I like the lyrics, if I like just anything about the song, it's going on my phone. It's going on, yeah, it's going on my phone because um, I just love music in general. My sister and my mom and all the sporting video games I played from NBA Street Volume 1 into Madden, MLB The Show. Tony Hawk, NFL Street, games like that in general shaped my music taste. Skate, Skate 1, Skate 2, Skate 3, all of them shaped my music taste when it comes to what I listen to today, which is I feel like I have a diverse palette of music. I just love listening to it and just anything new, I give it, I give it a chance because I told people I feel like the most amazing thing that, that can happen to you in life is hearing a great song for the first time. Just that range of emotion coming in when you just hear that beat drop and hear the lyrics and just hear that hear the hook and the chorus and just all of that come together and it's just hitting you all at once. And it's just amazing feeling. 
to hear a song for the first time, and it's really good too. So, uh, yeah, my music taste is um, yeah, music taste is very diverse. I've been listening to uh, this dude Don Tolliver from uh, Texas for a while now, and this dude is really nice. I found out about him on Travis Scott's Astro World album. Um, dude is he's he's unique. I, I, it's some of his voice. His voice is. It's very unique from coming from a dude like that, and he's he's solid. I think he's the next one up. I like uh I like this dude Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow's pretty good. I was a little effy about him when he first came out, but all right, it's what what's popping track is is real nice. Uh, I've been listening to Duke Deuce from Memphis too. Um, I love Juice World's music. I'm a big Juice World fan to this day. His death still hurts me a lot. It's just it sucks that he's no longer here and he died so young because the dude had a lot of potential and he had a lot going on. It comes to music wise. Uh, I like Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich is on point. Love a little Uzi Vert's music. Thundercat. I've been hitting. I've been listening to his music heavily for the past week and a half now, and this dude is phenomenal. Thundercat is on point. Um, let's see. I don't like Tory Lane's music. I'll be honest with you. Um, I like one song of his, the new one just came out, Broken a Minute. Other than that, I don't like Tory Lane's like that. Nah. Uh, of course, Future, Drake, Young Thug, Travis Scott. I love Kid Cudi. I love Kanye West, uh, Rick Ross, too, Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, that's, um, I know that's more the hip hop and R&B spectrum of artists but once you start listening to the podcast more you'll 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 definitely feel who i listen to i i throw in a little pieces of music that uh that i like listening to it it probably throw you off too so um so 